Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. 22 after 6, good morning. Several countries around the world that have previously supported Israel fairly strongly are now warning it must not send its army into Rafah, where around 1.4 million Palestinians are living under tents or plastic right up against the border with Egypt. Yesterday, the Prime Ministers of Australia, New Zealand and Canada issued a joint statement calling for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. They said Israel must listen to its friends. They even quoted from the International Court of Justice ruling in the case brought by our government. Spain and Ireland have also now asked the European Commission to investigate whether Israel is complying with its human rights obligations in Gaza. And the governments of Germany and Belgium have also said any operation in Rafah would result in an unmitigated human catastrophe. Zinat Adam is the Executive Director at the Afro-Middle East Centre. Zinat, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. We now have countries that have previously supported Israel making statements like this. Is this a sign that, well, global public opinion, but maybe Western public opinion rather, is turning against Israel? There's certainly a shift. And I think that we're witnessing this um, 20 days since the ICJ ruling in favor of South Africa. Um, But really, Stephen, what it is, is that people cannot continue watching the extermination of the Palestinians and not actually admit that there needs to be a ceasefire. It's, it's, a, it's a major thing for them to have moved from um, pauses to the word ceasefire, but it's certainly insufficient. And I say this as we watched this week the limp body of Sidra Hasuna hanging from a wall with her limbs shredded, where we're looking at the decaying infant corpses in Nasser Hospital while, it, while nurses are being shot while they're operating in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, drones that are being positioned in Rafah saying, get out, you animals. Uh, It's really, really difficult for us to continue watching this genocide being perpetrated against the Palestinians and not take a stand. And I think that's the point that these Western countries have finally come to. The key, of course, to all of this is still the United States. Israel can almost do what it wants so long as the U.S. doesn't stop it. And they, as far as I know, haven't yet said explicitly and publicly, do not go into Rafah. They haven't said it quite explicitly. And the difficulty that we have, including with these countries that have called now for the ceasefire, as well as with the Americans, is that while they're trying to caution Israel against their operations in Rafah, they continue to fund Israel and weaponize Israel. So it's quite a dichotomy that we find ourselves in. In the meanwhile, what has been happening behind the scenes is that Biden has been trying to push or trying to find some saving grace um, and talks about uh, the recognition of a Palestinian state have been on the cards this week. Now, last night, uh, Biden and Netanyahu had a conversation and Israel has completely rejected any idea of um, international dictates on a peace deal that would result in the recognition of a Palestinian state. They believe that this would be a reward to unprecedented terrorism. That's in the words of Netanyahu. Um, And in the meanwhile, Biden is trying to um, avert a continued assault on Rafah. So we have all of the pressure mounting in lots of different directions. And the people who, of course, caught in the middle are the Palestinians who are being killed, as we can see. They're now up against the border, the rougher border. And, and you can sort of see pictures of it. The, the, there's a sort of very big wall, then a sort of gap, then another wall as you would go into Egypt. And that border post, as it's been explained to me, is controlled both by Egypt and Israel. 
So what happens next? And I realize that's an impossible question because there's so many different elements to it. But Egypt surely won't allow people into that area. So if Israel does send its army in, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what happens. They already have some troops on the ground in Rafa, and we've already seen um, the incursions uh, into some of the spaces. Um, what is extremely difficult, and I, I listened to the voice of one of the journalists, Bissan, um, just this morning saying, we are so scared that we're going to be displaced from the Gaza Strip into the desert and we will die in the desert. Now, that's really, really very difficult for us to digest. What we have witnessed, and I'm reflecting on the conversations you and I have had from the 7th of October until now, um, 133 days later, we, ha- we had Gaza City, the uh, Palestinians were told head south. They moved from Gaza City to Deir al-Bala and Khan Yunus. They were told to move south from there. They moved to Rafah. Now there's no further place to move. What we're also hearing is that while Egypt is saying that they will not um, open those borders and, and that uh, Palestinians will not be forcibly displaced, in the meanwhile, there is a construction on a high wall security buffer zone in the Sinai, signaling a plan for this exodus. Sure. Zinat Adam, thank you very much indeed. Executive Director at the Afro-Middle East Centre.